Thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey... Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my God! Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no. Oh, here we go. For other pop culture phenomenon, Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. The first period starts... Right now. Folks, it's clobbering time. <laughs> Rob and Dave, Hi, Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. Thank you once again for listening, downloading, and all that other happy, happy stuff. Uh, we do appreciate all the downloads from everywhere and everywhere. Yeah, we're, we're, I don't know where other is, but I think that's where the Undertaker, not the, un- the war- unknown. Or th- the ultimate warrior. Ultimate warrior undertake everybody. I will take this plane down. I will storm the cockpit. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Can you <laughs> <laughs> that man had terrible sinuses. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it had nothing to do with cocaine. <laughs> Always fun here on tangents. That's good. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter. It's HSSK Podcast. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, just look for High Stick and Super Kicks podcast or HSSK podcast, whatever ha- you will. Um, yeah, and you can also email us if you have any um, topics you want us to discuss or uh, series you'd like for us to uh, speak about. That's HSSK podcast at gmail.com. So, how are you, David? I'm tired, but you know, life travels on. <laughs> and so do we. Yep. Five episodes. Five. Can you have you? Would you have imagined that five weeks ago we would be here? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Probably. It's a good time. Good times. It good is. It's times. fun times. Talk about hockey. Talk about wrestling. All that other happy horseshit. So what do we got here? We got a. Um, once again, another week goes by, and it's another week of very dry. Um, the Eric Carlson watch week five. <laughs> Did you see the tumbleweed just roll by? <laughs> yeah. uh, roll by the empty rink. So Josh Gibson, eight years, fifty-one point two million dollars. He's a number one goalie. Young. That money, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I mean, think that's so. Six point four. I mean, you think about average money that goalies are making now, especially starting goalies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's a top ten goalie, and I'd really like to see how well he'll do in about three years of that deal when his core of players on his team are aging. Disappear. Yeah, I mean, you have Perry is late twenties right now. Getzloff has got to be in his late twenties. Um, their defense is okay, but I can't imagine their offense being able. I mean, they've got some young guys, and they did resign Henrik, and he's in his late twenties. But yep, and Vegas, the Golden Knights signed William Carlson for one year, five point two million dollars. You ask me, he should have gotten more. Yeah, but is that is that a bridge deal? You think, or is that just? I think. That's William Carlson kind of being smart and saying, like, I'll take this one-year deal, and next year I might be a UFA, and I'm leaving like everybody else did. Yeah, I was just going to say that you think of taking a one-year deal with Vegas saying, I don't know how long this is going to pan out for, considering after one year, a strong playoff run, you lose people. Yeah, how effective is he going to be without the second line with Neal and Perron on it anymore now that they know that he's – I mean, is – the surprise over. You know, like, you know, William Carlson's good. That surprise is. Well, but is he good? I mean, season before Vegas, well, his we'll stats weren't that well. And well, now now he's a, what, what was he, an 80-point guy? Yeah, he had 40-something, 40 43 goals, I think he had. But he, but now he's going to be the guy other teams are going to watch from the get-go. Right. You know, it's. Now that you have video of him playing well, you know how to defend him. Enough to well, he's going to get the other team's top defensive pairing now, and he's going to, and he's not going to have that that Neil Perron behind him to pick up the slack, you know. But okay, Sarah, Sarah, um, and in the holy shit, what the fuck happened here department, uh, the arbitrator awards. Cody Cece from the Senators, $4.3 million. That is ridiculous. And Mark Stone. Gets $7.5 million. He is one of the highest paid wingers in the NHL. If you were to take three pictures of NHL players and one of them is Mark Stone, I guarantee most hockey fans would not know who the fuck Mark Stone is. Probably not. And seven, But, hey, good for him. Good for both of them. I mean, you ask for the moon and you get the stars. You're still up there. You know, right. he asked for nine million. They offered five million. They met in the middle. Hey, seven and a half million is good for him. I mean, he's a good scorer, but how good is he going to be on a team that should basically lose to most minor league teams next year? And it's yeah. My my comment to seeing both of those signings was essentially, well, since you blew your team up, since you're having so much turmoil. Hey, what the hell? Give these guys lots of money. Maybe somebody will show up. Maybe. No. <laughs> I mean, Ottawa's going to be moved. In the next five years, Ottawa's going somewhere else. Quebec. They're going maybe, to Quebec. and then and then you think maybe. I mean, that kind of leads into, um, you know, that that leads kind of into our into into one of our other things here for, for that whole trade between Carolina and Buffalo. <laughs> All right, so. I mean, we'll skip. I mean, right, we'll just go over it really quickly. Shane Doan is getting his um, sweater retired in Arizona well next deserved. year. Well deserved. Apparently, surprise, surprise. everything everything that I've ever heard 
through other podcasts and interviews with people, like Shane Doan is the kind of person you want to marry your daughter. Like, he doesn't curse. Like, he doesn't say the F word. He says frick. Like, he doesn't curse. Like, how do you play in the NHL as long as him and not curse? Like, they said he barely drinks, like, when he's out on the road. But everybody says he's a nice guy. And I guess they're doing it against Winnipeg because the Arizona-Winnipeg thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Uh, well, 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 well deserved for a team that doesn't have a lot of star power in their late these last couple of years. Shane Doan was their star, so he deserves it. And I can't really think of anybody else who played um, played for Arizona that would get a sweater retirement. I mean, we look at your. Rolling. I mean, we look at your your uh, ugh, Mount Rushmore from last week. Last week, God, I can't talk this week. What the hell? Um, all right, you have Doan on there. You have Oliver Ekman Larson. Long ways from even being considered. Um, Tepo uh, Tepo Newmanen. Newmanen. Uh, maybe Jeremy Roenick. Maybe Keith Kachuk. But then I, maybe those are reaches. I don't know. Keith Kachuk, I could see. He spent a, a good chunk of time there. But obviously, it would take precedence to get Shane Doan on there, considering that. Oh, he was there his whole career. Yeah. Like, he could have left and gone somewhere else, but he didn't. He decided to stay. Good for him. He deserves it. I mean, it was a shitty way that they ended Shane Doan's career, though. Yeah, with, with him just being up in the air. and Like, yeah, we're not going to re-sign you. Like, sign him for one more year and let him have his farewell tour, you know, let him get his boat and whatever else he was into and move him on. Like, now you just kind of slapped him in the face, but... But I guess maybe their "I'm sorry" is uh, here's your here's your sweater retirement. Here's yeah, your, that, here's your... that was going to happen regardless. So we'll move on to this whole trade where the Carolina Hurricanes take uh, one of their best players, Jeff Skinner, um, who plays at least what seventy games a year. He, he averages. I mean, he had a couple of seasons of like eighteen goals, especially the lockout season, uh, the shortened season. But for on the most part, he has about twenty plus goals a year. So he goes to the famous, or not famous, but greatest destination to be traded to in the Buffalo Sabres for, I'll do the picks first, a 2019 second-round pick, a 2020 third-round pick, and a 2026th round pick, and forward Clifford Pooh. Pooh. <clears throat> I, can, I can only imagine that um, uh, Carolina goes, we traded for Pooh. Yeah, we, we got the shit end of this deal. But up bum <laughs> I, and just just from the story and the people I follow on Twitter and and this uh, Dmitry Filipovic, sure. if, if I'm saying that Russian name right, uh, basically mentions uh, you should be able to get more than what was ultimately an assortment of magic beans for Jeff Skinner. <laughs> um, if you can't, then you should just keep Jeff Skinner all to yourself. He's an exceptional. He was on an expiring deal, but a they didn't give a single premium asset for a legit goal scorer. Uh, uh, the thing is, they did not get an NHL player. Like, I, I've if, never. I, I mean, yes, I, I have an immature mind, but I have never heard of Cliff Poo. No, I, I've like. I, I know he was like a. I think he was like a big college player, but like, they did not get an NHL player. They did not get a player to replace Jeff Skinner on that roster right now. And that's ridiculous. And, you know, you lose, as you have, 
you know, you lose a premium asset, legit goal scorer, which is not easy to do in the NHL, and you do not get something, a prospect. Yeah, you got Cliff Pooh, but who knows how he'll work out because he's kind of on the smallish side, if I remember correctly. You didn't, you didn't even get a first-round pick. You got You'd, a two, a three, and a six. Yeah, but, I mean, you could always turn those into... You know, you could switch them around and you think about it. Jasper Bratt was a sixth-round pick, and that kind of worked out depending on how you look at things. But the you did not get somebody on for a roster player. You did not get any. You didn't even get a fourth liner back. You you got nothing, and you know it's it's ridiculous, and it's just making the the theory that the Carolina Hurricanes' plan is to move somewhere else. Because if you think back to, like, Don Waddell, when he was in, and I said this, I think, last week, when he was in Atlanta, they traded away all of the fan favorites before the team got moved to Winnipeg. They traded Hosa. Mm-hmm. They traded Danny Heatley. Then they traded Kovey to us. And then it was like, all right, hey, well, how come no one's coming to the game? Because nobody wanted to watch Andrew Ladd. Put around at, on the ice. Yeah, at that time, you at, no namers. Right. It, it was pretty much no namers. Nobody wanted to watch uh, Burmistov play. Like, oh, he's a first round pick. It's great. Nobody cares. Unless you're scoring a lot of goals in a, a non traditional hockey market, nobody's going out. And for a team that only made the playoffs once in Atlanta, Don Waddell went and moved. And now who's the GM of Carolina? Don, Don Waddell. Waddell. And what's he doing? Oh, look, he traded away Jeff Skinner, and I'm sure Justin Falk is going to be next. And he's trading away Noah Hannafin, a young defenseman that they don't grow on trees. Right. He was a first-round pick. You're trading away these young, popular players. For what, though? For draft picks, which is fine. You want to save money, but your team's going to suck. No one's going to go, and then you're going to get your dream and go down and move the team to Houston. And and your your opinion matches uh, Dimitri's as well. It's the Don Waddell Moving Company. Yeah, it continues from from Atlanta to Carolina. I, I don't I don't get deals like that. I mean I mean at some point you I would assume, and this is probably a big assumption on my part, from the NHL head offices in New, in, in New York, Gary Bettman wants a competitive league from one to thirty two, and just let it pan out the way it pans out, not. You're sitting here in July, and you're looking at, at at the Hurricane roster, and you know today on or in August, you know. Oh, by by the way, Happy Ocho. Mm-hmm. Um, happy birthday, si- Sidney Crosby. It was yesterday. That was That's yesterday. Right. Yeah. Belated, but better than yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, but you sit here in August, and you look at a, at a lineup, and you go, "They're not making the playoffs. No, they're not going to be good." Like you know today, no. training camps didn't even start. Rookie. Camps maybe for Carolina didn't even go yet. You're not going to be good. That, that, that's not good for the league. Watching Carolina play Ottawa is going to be like watching a really bad minor league hockey game, especially if they trade Carlson. I, it boggles my mind. Like why? I, and again, it's probably another uh, thing that they're pro- they may put in the CBA for for next time is that you can't like tank. Would you consider this almost like tanking? Yeah, but what are you tanking for, Jack Hughes? Okay, then what do you do? You're going to have an uh, an 18-year-old player who might not come out right away, who might just go... Be- because you're going to a Because you're going team. to Carolina. <laughs> like, 
Brady Kachuk right now is like, yeah, I'll make up my mind in the middle of August if I'm going to go to Ottawa or yeah, not. No, no, you're going back no. to school, kid. I'm going to go back to school because, <laughs> you know, if I wait three more years, I can go sign wherever the hell I want. Don't they get redrafted? They could if they want to go into the draft, but they, they could do the – who else did that? Uh, VC – Butcher. butcher, right? Yeah, there's a couple other ones. You, you, you don't Blake sign. Wheeler. You don't sign for three years. You can go, and you, you're then you're a UFA, right? But you still can only sign an entry level deal, right? Yep. So have fun, Houston. And then it's really gonna fuck up the conferences because if you move Carolina to Houston, that's you're, another team in the West, and then they want to bring Seattle in, and now it's gonna, another team in the West. So now it's gonna be. What seventeen teams? Yeah, lopsided. In, There's in no... the West, and now fifteen teams in the East. And then, then you now have to forecast. Okay, well, who else wants wants an Eastern team? Who you know? Where are we going to put another or move and then somebody? You're going to have you're, you're going to have to bring right. You're going to have to move somebody from the West to the East. And, and, and what's where are you going to go? <laughs> Nash Nashville's the only team that I could think of being moved because it's what like an hour flight from Pittsburgh. Right. Think about it, Gary. We're we're available if you want us to help uh, figure this problem out for you. Yeah, that'd be a nice little salary to pick up. You yeah. know, yeah. just hey, just just two 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 knuckleheads in the back room just discussing discussing what's wrong with this because we're not wearing a shirt and tie like an old man. New age, new age thinkers. High sticks and super kicks podcast. You're not gonna say the new age outlaws. <laughs> oh, one of us is an outlaw. You didn't know. <laughs> Your puck better call somebody. <clears throat> All right. So today's topic, our main topic, is the individual versus the team. Yeah. I saw this when you put this on the prep, and I was like, okay, I want to see where this goes. All right. The NHL has, a, you know, when does a player, when a player in the NHL does something to stand out, to, to bring the attention to themselves, it's usually looked down upon. You think of... Um, the examples I constantly have on here are you think of P.K. Subban in Montreal. He did a lot to stand out, whether it was his goal celebrations or his silly little hand gestures with, with Price before the game or, you know, him donating $10 million to a hospital. He did a lot of things that was look at me. Okay, okay? So, so basically promoting your personal brand over right. a team brand. Okay. Right. Ovechkin. Did the same thing. You look at Ovechkin, he's got his little logo chain thing that he sells online. Mm -hmm. He's got, you know, when he scored his 50th goal one year or whatever, he did the whole, like, my stick is on fire. And people gave him shit about that because it's look at me, look at me. Why is that in the NHL? Because there, it's that, that old man club mentality. Yeah, we talked about it last week, too. That no one is bigger than the team and... Act like you've been here before. Act mm-hmm. like you've played. I mean, as someone who is coached, I'm kind of in that old school mentality. But, like, if you score a goal, if a kid scores a goal that's a big goal or his first goal or whatever, and he celebrates, I don't care what the score is, you celebrate. Right. I mean, I've had kids that scored their first goal and we were winning 8-1 and they made it 9-1 and the team went nuts like we won the cup. You just casually go over to the coach after the game and go hey look that's the kid's first goal we're not trying to uh, yeah. you know rub it in mm-hmm. or anything like that but the 
in the NHL, God forbid you celebrate hardcore, people will call you out on it. Right. Like the, the old school people like Don Cherry and stuff. And it's that old school thinking. And hopefully you think as the years are progressing with younger GMs like the dude in Arizona that's like 12 years old. (laughs) Okay. And you think about Brendan Shanahan, people who have played the game, Iserman, that they're more accepting of the fact that players today have a personality and you need to market that in the NHL. So, all right. So then you have basically three generations of upper management. You have the dude out in Arizona. Neither of us can remember his name, but that's okay. Then then you have your Iserman Shanahan in the middle, right? And then you go all the way on the other end of like a Lou Lamarillo. John, John Chica. Okay. So you have those three generations of, you go, you know, you have your, your, what's the big game out now that everybody plays? Fortnite. Fortnite. You have your Fortnite generation. You have like our generational type people. And then you have the, the you know, older. Cl- you have the country club, the Stan Fishers, yeah, the Stan Fisher group. There you go. I, I think if you want to progress in a league like the NHL, it, the NHL has never been the number one league in any time frame, except for Canada. So if you want to move up on that list, you'll you're never going to take away Major League Baseball. You're never going to take away um, the NFL. Or uh, college football, so you're, you're stuck Even in NASCAR. So you're stuck in that fourth, fifth place. You're always going to be stuck in that fourth, fifth place. You're not going to move up. You may move down because of again another lockout, just bad. You know, every every player or whatever, every GM starts you know either fondling kids or beating their wife. You're going to drop dr- drastically. Whatever chance you have, you're going to drop drastically. Yep. Why not promote the league more by this type of stuff? Saying. It's the players expressing themselves in, 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 a, in a good way, right? Yeah. As it's marketing. If the, you can market, if the player is marketing themselves, they're marketing the game. Yes. Okay? If you ask any little kid who's never seen hockey before and you show them goaltenders, the way that they can design their pads and they have their cool masks and all mm-hmm. that stuff, little kids will be drawn to that. But just because the creativeness it's of creative. It. Yeah. Like, like if you gave a little kid, uh, uh, Keith Kincaid, where he did the design my mask or design my pads, like people jump at that stuff because you're putting, you're, you're giving them a way to promote themselves at the same time. The player is promoting himself right. as part of the game, but marketing is super hard in the NHL. The only sport that has marketing right is basketball. And there's one reason. Oh, I forgot the NBA too. So now even you're even now lower on the list, yeah. NHL wise. The one reason that the NBA can market their players is because a their players are always on the court. You can see it. You can do a close up. There's LeBron, and LeBron is on the court all of the time. And when he's not on the court, we can focus the camera, and he plays a long period of time. You can market the fact that these guys are on commercials like you see a picture of a basketball player you know who they are because if you're watching the game you just saw them on the court and you can see their sneakers you can see all of that Mm -hmm. stuff when it comes to every other sport you can't do that 
You can't see behind a football mask. A baseball player can play an entire game and you will only see him three, four times at bat. Right. And may never get the ball. Right. Right. Uh, somebody came out, the, the whoever runs baseball at the All-Star game said that like Bryce Harper has to do a better job uh, marketing himself. You no, it wasn't Bryce Harper. It was, it was a, a trout. trout out in California. You can't, you can't. How are you marketing a guy that can't be on, that you may go see a game or watch it on TV and you might only see him three times. Right. Football and hockey's the same way. Like you're behind a mask. You're only on the ice in the NHL 30, 40 seconds. And you know what? That guy might not score. That guy might not, that guy might go an entire period not touching the puck. Right, and overall, you're playing a 60-minute game, and his total shift can be 15 minutes, right? Your short shifts, your 15 minutes. So, how much exposure are you really getting? Unless, unless you're always the 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 Penguins, the Blackhawks, the Capitals, the Rangers, the Bruins, your your original six teams, always on a Sunday three o'clock game. Yeah, but see that what the NHL needs to do is the NHL needs to encourage more personality on the ice. Okay. You need to encourage more access in the locker rooms to these players. Show their personality in the locker room. You know, I think one of the greatest things the NHL did was the, like they do with football, the hard knocks. Mm -hmm. And they did the road to the Winter Classic when it was on HBO. Right. And you ask anybody, my wife does not watch hockey unless I have it on TV. She watched the road to the Winter Classic just on HBO just because she got to see it. And to this day, she's like, oh, wow, that's humongous big because of Brzezgalov. Right. You know, like that's what people remember. Right. And that's what markets people and gets the YouTube hits and gets on the social media and makes them visible, which gives us stars. This isn't Canada where, you know, Steve Stamkos can do a, a commercial for McDonald's there. And, and everybody's get, buying McDonald's. And everybody knows who he is. Right. You put Steve Stamkos on here and they'll be like, who's that blonde dude? He, he ain't eating McDonald's in real life. Mm -hmm. But th that's what the NHL needs to do. You need to market and let these guys have their personality and show it instead of being, oh, well, it's not what's best for the team. Like if, a, if you turn on an interview with a hockey player that just got cheap shotted, other than somebody like Jeremy Roenick, and you go, so... Uh, Sidney Crosby, you know, it looked like you got cheap shot there. You know, do you have any comment about that? Well, you know, guys, it's just a game. You know, it's, you got to keep your head up and, and look for these kind of things. You, you go high road. You go generic. You just you, you don't incite anything. No, make a feud. Say, you know, Dustin Bufflin's a piece of shit. He blindsided me. And you know what? What goes around comes around. And that's all you have to say. Now, all of a sudden, it's on ESPN. And people are watching that. And you know what? It might not be the most positive thing, but you're seeing the personality of these people, right. which you can sell. And non-hockey fans don't understand how talented hockey players are. If you've never played the game, you don't understand how hard it is. The things that they do, you know, the kicking. The training. The tra and, not yeah. even that, just on ice stuff. Like the kicking the puck from your skate to your stick and being able to shoot it all within... A second, mm -hmm. you know, or how hard a one-timer is. Everybody talks about, oh, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, it is. So is a one-timer. Because you know what? That ice isn't always flat, and the puck may jump, and there's going to be a stick in the way. You know, it's 
people don't understand that. And if you get people to watch the game based on a star's personality, you've done you've done a good thing. You might get them to go, "Wow, these guys are talented." Like think about Ovechkin and his celebration. You saw his you saw his personality swimming in fountains and and dancing up and down and not letting go with that cup. Viral hits on ESPN, on the regular news, everything. And now you might get somebody that goes, you know what? I want to watch a Capitals game. I want to watch Ovechkin because you know what? That guy looks like he's it's fun. Yeah, or 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 that that family that goes maybe once or twice a year, or somebody that's never gone. It's like, oh, when that guy comes to town, I think my town has a hockey team. I'll go watch him play. Yeah, Patrick Kane got getting shit for his like sellies, where he does like the little the little point with the finger and all that stuff. What do they put on the commercials every time they're they're promoting the playoffs and stuff? It's Patrick Kane doing mm-hmm. the point or his spinorama. Like, see the other thing too is like when. when <coughs> When you take um, off-ice stuff and you do on a video game, right? The last, the last one I played was, I think, NHL 17, the one that had uh, Martin Brodeur on the cover of it, right? I bought it, obviously, because, duh. Right. Um, one of the celebrations you could do after you score a goal is what? It's like you're not skating around and hugging players. You, you can ride your stick. Yeah, you could jump in. Well, this year, the whole thing is, like, the more you play, the more you unlock these celebrations. They have, what, Batista's... Uh throwing the bat, like, flinging the bat mm-hmm. up. Like you could do that. Like, it's cool. That's what people want to see. And don't be like the NFL where it's like, oh, you can't celebrate. Let them fucking celebrate. Yeah. It, you can celebrate to a point. Don't make it. Right. F- if it's 5-1 and you make it 6-1 and you're shooting the other team's goalie with your stick, all right, you deserve to get your ass kicked. But you know what? They're going to show the fight. Promote the fight. <laughs> it's speaking what, it, of promoting it, fights, I don't know if you saw it, Ryan Kessler. Okay. Ryan Kessler tweeted. Uh, I guess him and Ryan Johansson from Nashville hate each other, like mm. in real deal. Okay. And he tweeted at Ryan Johansson, hey, how's your summer training going? You want to meet in the parking lot before the season starts? Wow. That's ballsy. Like, awesome. Sell that. Sell that. Sell that. Sell it. Because you know what? That's what's going to get me to tune into a 10:30 game of Anaheim versus Nashville. And Ryan Johansson tweeted back, I'll pay for your cab fare. You have it, a wrestling-like feud right there. Yeah. But will you, NBC you, show that game? No. Nope. And if and even if they did show that game, will they show that game and show the tweet? No. As like a wrestling, they, like leading up they, to like, they this may, is where the feud came from. They may talk about it like as soon as they go on the air for pregame. They'll talk about it, and then they'll, 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 that'll be that first story so that when you're going, oh, that's right, there's a hockey game tonight. You put it on the TV. They already talked about it. You're not going to hear about it. The so only that, one that'll talk about it is Ronick. Probably. He's the only one. Like These guys legitimately hate each other, and you'll see Liam McHugh just like rubbing his face like, oh, why are you talking? <laughs> they told us not to talk about this. You, you have whispers in your ear. Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. Move on. Move on. Somebody tell Mulberry to just insult him so they start fighting and everyone forgets <laughs> turn off his mic turn off his mic <laughs> but it, the league needs to promote the players not just how skilled they are but their personality to get the game celebrate the league especially yeah. now that you're looking to or at least obviously talk is now being put out there that yeah there's probably going to be um a lockout yep. upcoming do it now Get that money now. So you know what? When everybody comes to the table, it's like, well, two years ago, we were like, this, there's going to be a lockout. 
two years later, we're like, well, you're promoting us better. We're, we're, we're moving up in ranks, per se. So let's see where we can meet in the middle. It'll, it'll, there's a positive after effect of, of doing stuff like that. Well, this is also the lockout is also going to lead into a topic that we're going to talk about probably at another time. But if the league gets money from gambling, do the players get to see any of that money? Stay tuned on a future episode. Because the way I'm hearing it is they're going to make it so that, like, you can gamble in-game. Oh, who, or, or, who's so, like, going to score a goal? So, like, there's a shootout. Yeah. Can, you're going to bet. Is Crosby going to score on this shootout? And then who's going to give you all the statistics on who's good about a shootout? The NHL. So the NHL wants a piece of that mm-hmm. gambling money. Well, are the players going to get that? Because Crosby's the one who I just won money on. Does he get any of that? Not that he needs it. But, yeah. You ask me what you do. Again, Gary, I'm available. If the players union asks for money out of the gambling, say, okay, we'll give you money. What we're going to do is all the money that we make every year from gambling, we're going to put into a fund for victims that are dealing with concussions and concussion-like syndrome and their families with CTE. So now you've got something to fall back on when your career's over. Middle of the road. It's right there. Or a pension for players. Sure. This money goes forward for all the pen- for players that retire. That's what the, their escrow crap, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good topic that we can dive more into later. That is I'm pretty available, good. Gary. For consulting or full-time? Full-time. Full-time. <laughs> After Tuesday. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got off of that topic onto one where NBC Sports had put out something uh, on social media. Um, kind of like um, how Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony used to do the fuck, Mary kill kind of scenario. But they do it start, bench, or trade. Okay. Obviously, it's for sports because you can't fuck, marry, or kill a hockey player. Well, that you would could. Be, you could, but, you know, that wouldn't be a professional broadcast. That would make broadcasting. a whole new interesting game. That, well, that's very true. Especially uh, for two heterosexual men. <laughs> Amanda Stein, are you of it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, there goes that, that interview. Um, okay, so they say start, bench, or trade. And they came out with the three, um, three players from San Jose, Brent Burns, from Tampa Bay, Victor Hedman, and from Ottawa, Eric Carlson. For now. Yes. Well, as of, as of the posting of that, yes. I start Victor Hedman. Okay. I bench Brett Burns, and I trade Eric Carlson because he has to get out of Ottawa. (laughs) (laughs) He has to. I mean, Victor Hedman's an all-around good defenseman. He'll get you points. He can play defense, which is rare for the defensemen in some of these teams today. Um, I I bench Brent Burns because... Of his beard? No, because I think the beard's awesome. He is not as good defensively. But he will still get you points offensively. I think he's got like the most goals for a defenseman. He's like he, he's like the size of Chara minus the defensive ability. Yeah, and Eric Carlson, you know, he needs to be traded. But I came up with one with Marshawn Avery. You, yeah, you did a Alexander Burrows. You did. You, <laughs> this one was tough. This because, one will be a really easy fuck Mary kill. Kill, 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 kill. <laughs> kill all of them. Or I'd fuck up Martian. <laughs> I'd kill Avery. <laughs> uh, 
and I'd marry Burroughs to a train track. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? In front of the train. Wow, all right, so that one's a tough one. Marshan, Avery, and Burroughs. I'd, um, I'd start Marshan because he can score. He's the, by far the best scorer of those three. Um, I'd bench Avery because, again, talking about promoting personality, he wow. was somebody that you'd have to promote. Okay. Yeah, but you're benching him. Yeah, but I mean, if I if I needed to, I could still promote him. He's still going to be there. Okay. And Burroughs I would trade, but he retired, so fuck him. <laughs> way, way to screw up your little segment there on the... Uh, yeah, Burroughs uh, is... That's okay. I trade him, but just because he sucks. He, he had a couple of good years with the Sedins. And Duh. Ever, ever since, he's just been biting people and kneeing people in the head and... Good riddance. All right. Number three. You. This is another good thing. Where and and this kind of goes to the whole um, promotion of the NHL. I, I I really do think you have practices or uh, um, preseason games going on over in uh, what China, Beijing. Um, you have um, the Devils and uh, Edmonton. and Edmonton playing in Sweden. Okay, so you came up with a good topic here for world cities that you would want to see an exhibition game at. I think London would be awesome. You you can also because you can also pull in the that NFL crowd. How they yep. always have a couple teams in London that sell out like you wouldn't believe. They have the arena already. They have the O2, which I'm sure it would be a bitch to to put ice in it. But you have the O2 there. It'd be awesome to sit there. You know, you have Big Ben in the back. You have Big Ben in the background. You have, um, you know, you could do the stupid pictures of the double decker bus. Uh-huh. And you could with, have, with the NHL players, you could have the team it. crossing yeah. Abbey Road. You know, like it would be Jesus. something that would be cool, and it would help promote the league, not in a non-hockey market because there is no hockey in England. They At have all. their own link. That, I mean, they have their own league. But that they're it, a part of, but is is how close to a beer league is it? <laughs> Put it that way. Let's come, let's no, come it's a real deal pro league. I mean, there have been NHL players that have gone over and played in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's like the Birmingham has a team. I don't know if London has a team, but they have like their own little small. But if you want to promote the game, and if you're London and you're thinking about maybe in the future doing a Winter Olympics, I don't know how you would do that because it doesn't really snow and stuff there that much to do it, but London would be good. Um, Dublin. Do, do, do it in Spain. Do it in Spain because you know why? Because you're going to be, You're going to bring in the soccer stuff. But be- does it get cold enough to do it? I'm sure they have a dome there somewhere to be able to... I'm, let's put it this way, okay? They can put outdoor rinks in, the, uh, in L.A., yeah. Okay. So you could take that technology and you bring it to Spain. Somewhere. But it's getting the trucks and everything that make the the, you know, all that stuff there. I'll get those military planes. Yeah. Just bring you know. I think Dublin would be a cool one. You know. Yeah, but everybody would be drunk by by would make puck drop. It. And they also they also have. I know Ireland has one or two teams. I know there's a team in Belfast. Theo Flurry played for them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Put an alcoholic in Ireland. Um, he fit in well. But Dublin would be a good one because it's so friendly there. And again, another place where there's such an Irish connection in the NHL. Mm-hmm. 
so many Irish, not like I born in Ireland players, but Irish players to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia, put it in Sydney. You have the opera house in the background. Okay. Yeah. You know, you have people going out into the court, the, the great barrier reef and looking around, you know, like I'm just thinking of pictures that people would click on, on Yahoo. And go, holy crap, they played hockey. There. Right, they played yeah. a hockey game in, in Sydney. I mean, logistically, to, to fly all that shit there would be a pain in the ass. But uh, Beijing, the NHL is experimenting there, like we said already. Uh, Berlin would be another. You're, 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 you're also breaking into where some of these elite NHL players are coming from. Yeah, and you, then you market the players. Isn't uh, Dreisaitl German? Leon Dreisaitl. So, so you, you, you put Edmonton in Germany... And you promote him like, oh, mm-hmm. here he is. He's coming home. Just like the Devils are playing in Switzerland. And they're pushing Nico. They're going to push Nico. Uh, play a game in Rome. There's an arena. There's arenas in Rome. You have the, you know, the background of it is, you know, the Colosseum and these gladiators. Like you could, the commercial sell and you put the Golden Knights in there. And the commercial sell is selling it for you. Who do you have for the puck drop in Rome? The Pope? Uh, Come on. Yeah. The Pope is a hockey fan, I heard. <laughs> is he? Yeah. He, jokingly, uh, somebody said in a letter on a podcast that I heard once that, like, Pat LaFontaine was doing a press conference for the NHL, and it's like, we have a letter here from the Pope, and he showed, and it had the cross keys and all that stuff, and he was like, the Pope is a real big fan of hockey. Ah, uh, see? You put the Golden Knights in there, you have someone dressed up like Caesar dropping the puck. I... The where, Golden where? Knights and the Ottawa Senators. Okay, I mean, just simply because, and then we'll see a lot of a big, high-scoring game for one side at least, and, and it'll be like the Romans killing whoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I would do that. I, I just think it would another way to promote the game would be to play in these cities. It doesn't have to be a a, a you know a regular season match mm-hmm. yeah exhibition stuff just to get wet the palates of these people in other countries to see yeah. what it's going to be like and if I you think- get if you get one or two kids who go to that game and go mommy and daddy i want to play hockey and even if they go out and buy them rollerblades and a hockey stick on amazon and that kid's skating around the streets of sydney i mean sydney you put the washington capitals there they got a kid from australia nathan walker you put him down there there you go right you know like the kids coming home, you let them bring the cup there. This season, yeah. you know, like yeah. you let him bring the cup there, and like he's celebrating in his home country. He's eating his Cheerios and drinking beer and and, and yeah. doing he's drinking his Fosters, Australian, Fosters. <laughs> Australian for beer. Stanley Cups, Australian. Gary Bettman, I'm available. You can reach me through this site. <laughs> Hsskpodcast.podbean.com. <clears throat> All right. So that's the good with hockey. Now we'll talk about the bad promotion that they actually do. Boo. Okay. One of the major issues that people have is the blackout games. Okay. So if your home team is playing a nationally televised game, your game might be blacked out unless it's sanctioned by the league. So like if they're playing on NBCSN. Mm-hmm. Your game will most likely either be blacked out or you lose your game. So, like, for the Devils, 
we would lose, you know, Chico, not Chico, Kenny, Ken Danico. Yeah, and, Danico and, and um, Kanji and Kangelosi. And Kangelosi. And then to I the, have to, to listen to Kenny Albert and Keith Jones instead. Mm-hmm. Um, it shouldn't be that way. Like, if I buy the NHL center ice package or you buy the, the uh, what the hell is it called? The, the one on your phone. But if you buy that, you should be able to watch whatever game you want. You should be because you're paying for a service. Right, right, but they black. Like, if I want to watch the Devils play Edmonton and I want to listen to the Edmonton announcers, I should be able to listen to the Edmonton announcers. The only the only place that I think does that is um, Sirius Satellite Radio. I think they play both ends of it, the home and away team, I think. But that's the radio. Like, I want to I want, Yeah, you I actually want to watch a game. Yeah, right. I want, to, I want to hear what, you know, Daryl Ray from Edmonton is saying about the Devils. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree, and and I, the only reason I think it doesn't happen is what probably because of money stuff. Like let's talk about here in New Jersey, there's one big huge cable company, Cablevision or Optimum, whatever you want to do, controlled by the Dolan family who owns the Knicks. <clears throat> so they're gonna be, you know, they want their money for the game. I get it. I, I, I do, but don't be so chintzy about it. If I if I buy the package. It, sh- it should have absolutely no effect on your cable no. or your or your uh, files like, feed. What if I'm working an overnight somewhere? Yeah, and I want to watch the game on my phone. I can't. It, it, it's gonna it's gonna ask you what's your cable company? What this is that? Oh, I'm sorry, it's blacked out. Oh, you're blacked out. Yeah. It's no. Or if you use like a Roku, because you know what? I don't want to pay for cable. Right. Oh no, you don't have a you know your 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 like invalid internet connection. Some no, if you, no. Even if you if you don't let's say you don't have cable and you just pay yeah. for the the package which mm-hmm. is on Roku and now you can just sit there. Nope, can't watch it. This game's blacked out in your area. It, it's it's not a way to promote the game. Goes back to our other topic as well. It's there. There are so many other things that look in general. If you, if you look at what the NHL does every year, for the most part, salary cap goes up, which means what? The league is making money somehow, some way. There's mm-hmm. making something. Okay. Like you said, like we, like we said before, promote it. You're making money off of it. Okay. The, le- separate it. Yeah. You're, you want to buy the NHL package? The NHL already has money on it. So talk to your cable providers and do things. It goes, listen, just let it go. So what if you lose uh, viewers um, on a Tuesday night uh, kind of game? Yeah. Okay. So? You know, how about this? When you lose your viewers on Tuesday night, how about when we do the schedule next season? We'll reschedule it so there's not too many Tuesday or Wednesday games. We'll do like a little bit of Friday-Saturday stuff. So yeah, it's, maybe just the it's again, it's the, the league looking at the dollar sign more than looking at what's best for business. business. Best for business. So our second to last hockey thing we'll talk about today is arenas and what people would want in an arena. Um, things so, arenas should have. So are you going with the idea of like a family of four or just your general person walking up to the window saying, hey, I want to buy a ticket? Both. Or both. Okay. Both. Because the first thing should be there should be a deal, more deals for like families where you buy x amount of tickets and you get like a foam finger or you get pizza or you get um you get a package of you get a goodie bag for buying a family of four family of x yeah tickets yeah expe- uh, especially if it's little kids 
because th- those are the kids that are going to come and grow with the game. Right. You know, like I think the Devils have like their little Devils program, and they mm-hmm. give them a little bag with you know stickers and whatnot. Right. Great idea. But the arena should also do something like allow them to go down to the glass and get close or and see, mm-hmm. you know, see the players that they want to. You know, if you're if it's a Tuesday night game like we talk about, and nobody's going to be there. Well, you know what? Have your devil ticket. Have your ticket reps come up and be like, "You want to sit downstairs? You want to come sit downstairs? And you want see? a box? Yeah, no, not the box, because kids won't appreciate that. Like, but like little kids will want to be closer to the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something. Or come upstairs and like if there's a, a fan, and we've been to games where we've sat both in the the Brendan Byrne and at the Prudential Center where you've sat and we were like one of four people in an entire section. And, and, not, and not a preseason game. No. And, like, there's a family there. Like, if you're, a devil, if you're a ticket rep, come up and, like, hey, here's a puck. Like, how much does a fucking puck cost them? So let's call it five bucks. Yeah. But, like, you just made that kid's day. Mm-hmm. Even if it's giving. signed. Even if it's not signed. You could make up the signature. This is uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, that kid's going to love you forever. Until they get old enough and sell it on eBay. And everybody says, that's not a real player, dude. And then you go, all right, whatever. I'm already a fan. <laughs> um, I think that there should be more space between the rows. It depends on where you sit. Oh, in the lower sections, there's plenty of space for you to get by. In the upper sections, in every arena. I remember my sophomore year of college, I went and saw a Bruins playoff game. And it, I felt like if someone walked in front of, like if I tried to walk in front of somebody to get by him. I was going to fall over all the way down the section. For the most part, I feel that way now. Yeah, but like, is it, is it going to cost us another row if we just put another like half a foot or a foot there so that somebody can walk by? Doubt it. Gary, I'm available. <laughs> Give me the title of the show, Gary, I'm <laughs> available. <laughs> um, and cooler fan access. I think of the Rangers, and I don't want to give them a compliment, but I will. Edmonton, Toronto, where the people who pay the big money to go into the lounges underneath the arena, uh-huh. the team walks by you to get in and out of the locker room before the game, after the game, in between periods. Right. Like, like the Rangers during the last, the, they upgraded MSG, yeah. which, which boggles my mind where you take an iconic arena that's that old and you refurbished it so that it's like brand new, br- almost brand new. Yep. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, when you're, well, when you're pulling that the money in. Sure. But, but and, still. You take, oh, man. We lost 10 rows of seats. All right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're but we're selling out for everything. But now you have a catwalk you can watch. You have a catwalk you can watch a game through. That's cool. It's, it's, it's again, that's things that more arenas need to, to kind of. Because if you walk into an arena today, they're all cookie cutter. They are. They're well, all cookie cutter. Who except else? for Newark, which, not Newark, uh, the Barclays Center, which is blows it's not a hockey arena it's so not let's, hockey let's, arena. let's just not comment on that but look okay so would you consider an and what is it and an, i can't even think of the word um amenity amenity um that the devils went out and put in like a thousand foot scoreboard in the arena yeah, it's cool but you and i both commented when we went to that like it draws your attention away from what's going on like there were more times that i was watching the game on the screen, screen than you were on than the ice. i was on the ice even the players sitting on the bench they even put little tvs probably like you know 52 inch tvs which is still huge underneath a big scoreboard so they can watch the game and they're not 
looking well, at so them. they could see the replays. So they're not breaking their necks looking up, you know. Like a front row in a movie theater. I mean, it, I mean, we we can talk to uh, talk to this about on the devil's aspect of it when they do stuff like the the pregame stuff outside and like the the, the devil's fests and, and and all that kind of that, that's fine, you know, because you're getting the kids to interact over by the statue with the little you know hockey and mm-hmm. uh, and now since um, uh, you know beer pong and 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 the uh, and the sack game, right? That's We're, all. Yeah, that's all coming up. So you, so you get some of that. It's it's all right. The draft party was awesome. When they used to do the draft party, I'm not even talking about the draft with the equipment sale. Just the draft party. I was going to say the equipment sale is another thing that you. The equipment sale. Oh my god, the equipment sale was the great. All of the skates that I have worn in the last 15 years came from that. Came from the draft sale. And if you think about it, right? Again, tying in the other stories, you have a kid just saw a hockey game, just saw a commercial. Oh, at the end of the season, there's going to be a draft party and and a Equipment equipment sale where you can get. Ilya Kovalchuk's stick. You can get Zach Parise's old skates if they yeah. fit. And they, they had all of that stuff there. And there mm-hmm. are people who go there and buy the stuff. Like, I went there to buy it to use it. Mm-hmm. But like, others I'm will not, buy it to sell it. Others or will just... buy it to sell it. Who, if you're the devils, who gives a shit? You're making money off of it yes. one way or the other. If, who cares if I buy Zach Parise's stick from five years ago right. and then sell it online? Who cares? If I bought it off the Devils in the begin with, they're gonna they're gonna up the price anyway. You're gonna sell it for about the same, so it breaks even. But still, and they and then they didn't just sell equipment. They sold like golf shirts and computer bags and mm-hmm. hockey bags and you know like. But now, the reason they don't do that is because the Devils sell all of their extra stuff to uh, to pro stock hockey. Free plug there for you guys. Again it, again, it ties into the, the whole theme. What's best for business? The business being that key word. Yep. It sucks for fans who are not just one day into it, but at least for Legit. me, 11 years into, plus obviously just watching on TV, but 11 years being a season ticket holder, yeah. putting in that money for, for, for tickets every year and getting that value or not getting that value add. It gets frustrating because it's like, what am I spending this for? Yes, I love the game, but do I love the game enough to say, hey, when it's snowing two inches outside, I still want to really, go to the Iran go. Do I really want to go to get, you know, a bobblehead? I would say yes, depending on who it was. You, I know, don't. No. That's where we butt heads, which is good. But bobbleheads. Speaking of bobbleheads, we can go on the whole head subject, right? Mount Rushmore. It was a great topic last week. It will continue to be a good topic. Yes, our four teams this week, alphabetically. Um, Calgary, Calgary. Calgary. And I'm just going with, again, old school players. Uh, there, some of them I have five. Some of them I have four because I felt it would be a travesty if I left so, them off. So is it like an honorable mention or is it a one, two, three, four, and a four, and a four? <laughs> it's like 4A. <laughs> Because okay. some of them you could flip-flop. Some people would probably argue one way. Like Al McKinnis. Some people may argue for Calgary. Al McKinnis, Calgary. Al McKinnis, St. Louis. Okay. Um, Lanny McDonald. Some people may argue Lanny McDonald, Toronto, when he first started his career. Or Lanny McDonald, Red Mustache, Stanley Cup winner, Calgary. Uh, Jerome McGinley would definitely be on there for... A definite for Calgary. For Calgary. I, I, I can't... I don't see him as a Bruin... Right, I don't see him as a, a, a Colorado Avalanche. I, I don't. I, nope. Calgary. That that's where you see him. Yep. Joe Newman Dyke. 
you can argue Joe Newman Dyke Calgary, Joe Newman Dyke Dallas, Joe Newman Dyke the Devils. I would think, no, nah, honestly, not us. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not I mean, the just, Devils. I would I'm say I'm just Dallas. naming the teams that he won the cup with. I would say Dallas more than what I can recall from Calgary. And then Theo Fleury. Theo Fleury, Calgary. Pittsburgh. Theo Fleury. Oh, you're thinking wrong, Fleury. Oh. Theo Fleury, um, Calgary. Theo Fleury, uh, the Rangers. Theo Fleury, Colorado. No, I would, all right, I'll go Calgary. Yeah, yeah, Calgary. I mean, he had that iconic goal where he's dancing down the ice when mm-hmm. he scored in overtime. Um, for Carolina, this was some slim pickings, and I did not go back to Hartford. Well, I did go back to Hartford a little bit. Um, Eric Stahl. Okay. The reason yeah. they won the cup. Right. Uh, Ron Francis, who played for them in Hartford. Then went to Pittsburgh and became good, and then went back to Carolina. And then who, okay, so so let let let's pick out friends. Who would you put in instead? Arthur's Herbe. Okay, so there's your honorable mention. Arthur's Herbe. You could probably put Cam Ward. Cam Ward, yeah, on there too. Um, Rod Brendamore, now their current coach. Mm-hmm. I think of him with the cup in a waterfall, ripped, looking like a pro wrestler. And somebody that probably most people wouldn't think of is Eric Cole. Eric Cole was on Cal- Carolina all the time. He wasn't the fastest skater, but, man, that guy always scored. Lifer. He, yeah, he always scored and always killed the Devils. Now, Chicago, and okay. I made this list way before what happened yesterday. Yes, yeah, Stan but, Makita. Uh, Stan Makita, Stan Makita's Donuts. You might remember that from Wayne's World, if you ever he, watched that. Yeah. Passed away yesterday. Yep, Rest passed away. Peace. I know he was suffering. I think he had uh, Alzheimer's or dementia mm-hmm. or, or something. 71, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but he does own the donut shop. Uh, Bobby Hall. Now, again, another one that you could put down, Chris Chelios. Do you put him down as, as a Red Wing? Do you a Red him? Wing, or do you put him down? I think of Chris Chelios as... Well, you put him down as Montreal, too. But I think of him as Chicago. Uh, one guy, Steve Larmer. He he was one of those guys that was always a scorer for them. I'm sure I'm missing people. I have Denny Savard down there, too. Uh, is Denny Savard, Montreal. Denny Savard, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so you so in, in this grouping, you wouldn't put, obviously, for the big names, like a Kane or... Not yet. Not yet? No. Even, Again, even after winning those three cups? No, that- the original six teams are... Put, have more more clout than your current generational kind of players. I think some of the the current players don't have enough weight. Okay. Yeah. It, it was one of those to got, knock those guys off. So they got drafted to a good enough team where it was yeah. you're just part of it. You're a good player. You're just part of a good team. Well, at you could that say time. that about any of these guys. Okay. And then Colorado, I did not go with any old school uh, Rocky or no Rockies would have been the Devils. Uh, Quebec Nordiques. Okay. Uh, Joe Sackick, he did, though, play for the Quebec Nordiques. Right. Peter Forsberg, who was in the 90s and early 2000s, my favorite player. Mm-hmm. Also Quebec player. Milan Heyduk. Milan Heyduk, uh, who recently, was he the one that just, no, yeah, he's the one that just retired. Uh, he put his, like, $15 million home on, home for sale in Colorado. He has his own ice rink in Zamboni and stuff. Nice. On his property. All right, we're moving. We're moving to Colorado. Moved to Colorado, uh, not for the weed. And <laughs> again, another guy that do you put him down as Colorado? Or do you put him down as Montreal? Patrick Waugh. 
I don't think Colorado wins the cup in 96 or 2001 without a Patrick without Patrick Waugh. And then honorable mention, I put down Adam, Adam Foot. Foot. Yeah. One of those defensemen that probably everybody hated to play I, I can I can just see Adam Foote, and I just see the name, and for some reason going back to when they were wearing those those jerseys of that, like, that big paw print on, uh-huh. on, on the side of the jersey. That's the only thing that I can put the two together on that. Guess. Adam Foote and that big foot logo on a shoulder patch. Yep. All right. So, hey. And our question of the week is, oh. is Jeremy Roenick a Hall of Famer? And we'll talk about that next week. Ooh. Ooh. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Speaking of spoilers. Ooh. Wrestling. Wrestling. Uh-huh. Wait. And, hold on. and politics, apparently. Apparently? <laughs> apparently. Yeah, yes. Kane, otherwise in real world, known as Glenn Jacobs. Isaac Yankum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Isaac Yankum DDS. Yes. God, he... Was that like a, a mouth guard or something, or did he really have those freaking no, terrible a, ass teeth? He is an ugly, ugly man. Yes, he is. Grow some hair, dude. Come on. Oh. So he ran for Knox County, Tennessee as mayor and won as a Republican. Whether you care about the donkey or the elephant doesn't matter to me. I'm pretty sure it's a red state anyway. So uh, we're seeing more and more of, of these folks like this getting into... Reality starts getting into politics? You you would call it a reality show now? I mean, yes, I know it's scripted, blah, 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 but you you would call wrestling a reality show? It is a reality show. Oh, okay. So, I mean, there's a storyline, loosely based storyline these days. They're acting. Um, yeah. Um, there's seasons. What is Raw? The most epis, as, as Michael Cole says, the most episodic show on TV today. Is episodic a word? Weekly episodic show. Episod- I've never, I never heard episodic until Rest in Peace, his shoe said that on TV. I was like, wow, that's a big word. Did Vince feed that to you in his ear? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I got to think The Simpsons has got to be up there, too. Yeah. If it's the Trace- Simpsons- Tracy Allman show? Like yeah. back- the Simpsons have been on since what? I was in eighties, fourth grade. So that's got to be... On the mini-segments of the Tracy Ullman show, that's that when the terribly drawn Simpsons... Since 89. <sighs> that show's been on for 30 years. Will be 30 years this year. We're old. Um, no, you know what? No. The, well, no, weekly episodic? Yeah, when... Every when, Sunday. Raw was every Monday. Superstars. Or are they just talking Raw? I think they're just talking Raw. Then Raw came on way after The Simpsons. Way after The Simpsons. Calling you out, WWE. Hey, Vince. You're. Well, maybe they mean, hold on. Reruns. Because The Simpsons do. There's a season, and then they do rerun. Yes. Raw is a consistent. And, and, And here's the other thing to kind of go with that. Their their tapings like when they do um, Christmas shows. Christmas or... shows. They're ta- they're not on Mondays. They're like on like you know after SmackDown or they're after. But it's Raw. a new episode still, even if it's taped. Okay. Anyway. Wow. That, there's a debate right there. Simpsons or Raw? What is the longest? Years. Wow. It'll in 2019. It'll be 30 years. 
Ooh, baby. No, yeah, 88. It's got to be, yeah. And Vince doesn't look a day old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think... It's, it's weird. The rumors of The Rock returning at WrestleMania 35. That's this year's coming up, right? I think so. I don't see him doing it. There's nothing to come back with. I mean, yes, I know Elias buzzword. I mean, Elias could have said something about CM Punk and just to get a rise out of the crowd. Were they in Chicago? <laughs> like every other freaking time. Um, Here, here's, the, here's the thing. To, to, on, on that, do you think he's ever going to come back? The Rock or CM Punk? CM Punk. No. Because The Rock, yes, because it's just a money grab. No. I think CM Punk is... They're, they're offering him... Like a shit ton of money. Like a Brock Lesnar deal? No, not the WWE. Ring of Honor is doing a show in Madison Square Garden. And they're offering him like a shit ton of money to not even wrestle. Just to come into the ring and kind of be like, eh. And shit talk, and yeah. He's like, yeah, no. They asked Jim Ross, like, do you think he'll he'll ever come back to wrestling? And he's like, no, he doesn't need to. But did he really make that much money off of the short time that he was there? He listen. I don't count CM maybe Punk. He's smart and doing investments you know? and shit. No, but maybe he's just smart. Maybe he doesn't have like seventeen cars. Maybe he doesn't have okay. like a huge house. Maybe he fucking lives in just like an apartment outside of Chicago. And him, AJ Lee, probably made a ton of money. Well, AJ Lee. They took AJ Lee out of Patterson, Patterson, New Jersey, brought her to Chicago. <laughs> but they, they probably. Uh, they were wise with their money. Oh, yeah, they, okay. So rumors of Rock returning to WrestleMania. I, and who would he feud with? I, I don't. There's nobody that. I mean, even we mentioned last week that he's kind of, his schedule is somewhat packed. So he's gonna do like a Chris Jericho tour of like you know three to six months, and then that's it. He, I mean, yes, storylines really are that short nowadays. But and there's nobody out there. The Rock right now is at a point where even if he came back as your celebrity general manager, it, it just wouldn't. It would, it would be it, a waste. Yeah, It'd be a waste to use him that way. Looking at The Rock's IMDb page. Oh boy. He is literally booked solid past 2020. Yeah, so no. He's, so got, he's got prom- 2019, where he, I guess he's doing a TV show. 2019, Jungle Cruise. 2019 Hobbs and Shaw, which is in pre-production. 2019 Jumanji 2, which is pre-production. Damn. 2020 Red Notice, which is pre-production. And then Black Adam, which is, I guess, the comic book movie, which is pre-production. And then Suicide Squad, San Andreas 2, Doc Savage. And he is going to be in the remake of Big Trouble in Little China. So to say he's... Where would he even make a video vignette? Yeah, I could see him doing that, but as far as him coming back wrestling, no 2020. So, how would he WrestleMania 35 would be 2019? Your best bet would be, if anything, would be WrestleMania 36. Isn't 36 in New York or is 35 in New York? In uh, um, no, this year, this year it's coming up, isn't it? In New Orleans again. Or was it just in New Orleans? I think it was just in New Orleans. Then I think it's in LA. And I, and I can't see him. And they shouldn't they shouldn't do him just filming, you know, small segments where he's interacting with Elias 
and then have a WrestleMania where, moment where Elias is playing in the ring. And The Rock comes out. And The Rock talking. comes out, shit talks, does a seven-second match, and bang. So that there's no insurance worries about right. him getting hurt. Getting hurt and then screwing his movie, yeah. And screwing the movie up. But if you did bring him back, if you did bring him back as, let's say, a six-month uh-huh. block. Yeah. Um, what WrestleMania match would you have him? Braun Strowman. No. Triple H. Mm. Mm, they did yeah, that. Yeah, it's old. They did that. It's... And you have, like, Austin R- Ref. As an old school person who wants to watch, you know, like the people that kind of got me into wrestling. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to see like just a boring segment where it's The Rock and Triple H and Austin and Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker all in the ring, you know, and then you bring out Hogan and Nash and Hall. That whole sting, that ruined my marking out to sting in wwe that whole wrestlemania WrestleMania thing i mean i loved i i turned freaking young again when he came on raw okay but to have that wrestlemania ending where they bring out the nw i'm like oh no now if you side was xbox on (laughs) china where was china dead i think she was dead by then probably but if you have like austin and and the rock and hogan and that's that just think about that that is one hell of a hall of fame lineup and it's a cool like we were talking about promoting moment like in hockey it'd be a cool picture now promoting picture now if they did the whole dx and the bullet club kind of thing at a wrestlemania where they're handing that torch over well they tried that at the what's it called they shouldn't have done it at the anniversary. At the show. anniversary, they show. should have done it at a pay per view. WrestleMania, absolutely, maybe SummerSlam, but abs- WrestleMania, down pat. Will Scott Hall be alive by oh, the yeah. time that moment? Yeah, DDP happen. Yoga, baby. Yeah, right. brought his life back. Speaking of bringing life back, John Cena and Nikki Bella again hmm. break up for real this time. For real, as if real as wrestling can be. I I. Okay, the first time was the the first time I read the story, I go back to what I feel um celebrities should not marry or get into relationships with other celebrities because they always end period divorce, breakup, killing each other, whatever. They I they, would agree with you except for wrestling. Because you think about and I'm not just talking Cena here. You think about wrestlers, they're on the road 270 days a year. So if you have a family at home, and kids at home, and here I am, whatever, you know, Glenn Jacobs, <laughs> on the road, and I don't get to see my family and stuff, well, what better way to at least have your wife as if she's a wrestler, like Daniel Bryan and the other Bella? Yeah. Can you imagine they all get married and freaking John Cena and Daniel Bryan are brother-in-laws? Oh, and then the WWE will put them together <laughs> as a tag team, the brother-in-laws. <laughs> Ugh. You can't beard me. Yeah. <laughs> and he does this. He does the you can't see me, but he's rubbing Daniel Bryan's beard. Oh, it's it's, it's like so a, stupid. It's, like, it's so stupid that they'll do it. It's a shitty remake of the Rock and Sock Connection. <laughs> now, if they were smart, what they would do is have Daniel Bryan feud 
with John, John Cena, Cena for his sister-in-law's honor. Okay. And you have Daniel Bryan just shit talk the hell out of John Cena. Like Roman Reigns does to uh, um, Brock Lesnar. Right, just shit talk. I'm like, you're you're an awful person. Like to see him, who is a loved good guy, right. Daniel Bryan. I'm available, Vince. Well, like you, like <laughs> we I'm said here. <laughs> yeah, if he's still alive, but <laughs> if I'm available, Vince. If Gary Bettman, <laughs> Gary, Vince, either one you, of you, you can do. You, come on, you you can spend half your day doing hockey. You could spend half your day doing wrestling. You know, you can do it. We do this on a podcast. I know, seriously. Um, so you bring up a good point when Vince decides to step down and total control of wrestling goes to Triple H and Stephanie or Triple H period. What, like what? What drastic changes? Um, I think a tag team division more or less comes back. It should just for the simple fact that you have so many talented in ring performers that are just being wasted i watched i actually watched smackdown for the first time in a long time and for the number one contender match for SummerSlam, it was against the bludgeon brothers were uh the new day um kofi kofi and uh and Big E um against the bar cesaro and um sheamus it was a freaking good match they put on they, like that's because they've wrestled like eighty five times in the last year. But they put on a pay per view like match for a number one contender thing. So then, what I'm going to think of in the end, the um, uh, what do you call it? New Day won, but it was a hell of a match. So now it, it's it's almost like when the Devils went to the Stanley Cup Finals, right? Bring, bring them both to, both kind of sides together. When we beat the Rangers in the Stanley Cup, uh, the Conference Finals, that was my Stanley Cup moment. Because yeah. I was done in the Stanley Cup. I was yeah, like, I, shot I can't. our load then. Yeah. So it's the same thing here. It's like you shot your load on this one when you have the pay-per-view in a couple of weeks. But I think tag teams come back stronger. And if somebody gets in the ear of Triple H and go, go that lucha route. Maybe go that. Make the make the uh, light heavyweight division um, stronger. You mean not 205 Live? <sighs> Whatever you need to do. Bring but, back S.A. Rios. S.A. Rios. <laughs> Which guy? The real, the one that came out with Lita. The one that when they realized, oh, Lita's the talented one. We'll just get rid of this Mexican. You can bring back um, Rey Mysterio and just throw the belt on him. He is coming back. He is? Really? Yep. Why? He is coming back. He was nothing in WCW. He got thrown by Big Show against a big trailer. And that was his tout de gras. He was a champion, though. But he's another guy that will... He'll come back. He'll put on his normal, all right, 619. Booyaka, booyaka. Yeah, he'll do all that stuff. But he's a huge merchandise pusher, so yes. that's why the masks. Little, little kids want the masks. And, and stuff. But what will change when Vince is gone? Um, I think you'll see the end of the big, non-athletic, long-haired. Like a big cast. Talentless. Like a big cast. Yeah. Test, big cast, where they just. They're, they're, look, they're all cut from the same mold. It's true. All right, great. Snitsky. Oh, he's a weirdo. Oh, why'd you pick him? Oh, because he's a six foot six giant. And now what's he doing? He's popping his pimples on, on the indie circuit just because of Snitsky. But like it's. It, all right, Vince, we get it. Roman Reigns. He's a big, muscular, long haired. 
non-charismatic mess. Let's push him. My fear is that you get somebody like Triple H and you give him full carte blanche. It may turn into like how WCW was where Hogan was in there and Hall and Nash. And they all had creative control and they had all the big money. And and then you give the belt to freaking David Arquette and then it gets sold to TNA. See, I think he I think he cares too much about the business, about the business Mm -hmm. that like it's not about like with Hogan and Hall and Nash and all that. It was about them. It was about how are we going to make money? Because we had a percentage of every pay-per-view that ever was made. Right. Where Triple H is more like, again, to use his line, what is going to be the best for business? And you saying that actually triggered what I saw um, when they talked about evolution a couple weeks uh, back, about talking all the women and all that kind of stuff. When he was talking to them about what a great step forward the women's division took, I know they're actors, but I think you can tell emotion from acting emotion. He almost broke down and cried when he was talking about them. It was probably his idea. That's why. Or Stephanie's idea. But if it was Vince's idea, it would be, we're going to start a division. All pay-per-view. Bra and panty matches. Mud matches. (laughs) They're all going to be triple Ds or if you're an A cup. Give me six to eight months when you can wrestle again, and you're going to be stacked. And you better do a hurricane rata. Yeah, and your your boobs going to slip out so we can you know get the clicks, or the pay, or or the WWE uh, network buys. I think when Vince leaves, you'll see different storylines. I hope so because like, because th- you can't you can't rehash. Uh, a, a Hogan and a Macho Man and a Macho Man and a Miss Elizabeth and then the Ultimate Warrior and a Mr. Per- you can't rehash those stories today. You can't have the bad guy and the tag team match and then next week it'll be the bad guy mm-hmm. in a triple threat match and then I think you'll see new. Like I don't think you're going to see TNA like the weird octagon ring. But I, I will give TNA credit. One of the coolest things, and some people may say I'm an idiot, that they did. It was the was eight-sided ring. The eight-sided ring, but when they did the... The, oh, the, the X-Division the stuff. X-Division with the, with the, the ropes across and the ring and the belt in the middle. Yeah. And that's where you got to see, like, AJ Styles and Amazing Red and mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Daniels. These guys where you got to see, all right, yeah, it was a spot fest, but, but it was awesome. It, it's like when like when, to, when they bring in when they brought in lucha wrestling to WCW and everybody's like holy crap yeah people was, flying around the I ring mean, what the hell was his name that used to come out with the chair and do the oh the um L um oh my god oh, Chris is fucking Chris oh, screaming screaming at us, at us right now yeah no um oh my god I don't remember who wait, wait I, it starts with a P doesn't it psychosis a, no um La Parca La Parca La Parca. But like, even that, it was the same five little guys running out and doing spots. But it was a spot fest. <laughs> but it was it was cool because again, in a day and a time where people have ADD and only want to watch three minute YouTube clips of a match. You have your YouTube match. You have your clip right there. You have your match. You have your match. You're, and you have now your squash. You're, you're sitting there and you're going, "Wow, man, that was such a cool mm-hmm. move." Or the fact that when TNA, AJ Styles did the Styles Clash from hanging from those ropes. Yeah. Like, awesome. Uh, I've said it over and over. The greatest finishing move I've ever seen, and you can YouTube it, was Petey Williams in TNA, mm-hmm. the Canadian Destroyer. 
it was a flipping pile driver. Yes. Okay. And yeah, it I was remember. the greatest. And I remember just saying like, and I, that, I, I remember showing it. people who were non-wrestling fans like, look, how, just look at this. Yeah. Is. Like if this guy messes this up by a half an inch, the person's paralyzed. Yeah. But like awesome. Like I would, I, I just remember being like, that's mm-hmm. something new. I don't think that stuff would change under Triple H. Like I don't think you're going to see more dangerous moves. No. I think you're done. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see any it's, it, he's leaning rated one, R. Yeah, you're more entertainment now. If you can put a good spot on, like if you could do a Frankensteiner from the top rope, congratulations. There's your there's your big... You're not going to see Mick Foley jumping off, being thrown uh, off a... a well, I don't care. Kevin you're, Owens. You're not going to see that anymore. No Kevin way. Owens did it in what? Extreme Rules. It, I, yeah, he got thrown off the top of the cage. That was very I, Mick Foley-like. I don't think you do that anymore. Just... Not on regular TV. Definitely no. not on regular TV. Pay-per-view, you, yes, but you, not regular TV. You bring up AJ Styles, right? It just uh, it just hit my mind. <clears throat> TNA, right? Who is big in TNA? Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. You have... Um, Who's the other guy with the mask? That The cane-like mask. Abyss. Uh, Abyss. Oh. You, okay. All those guys, all those superstars in TNA, and don't knock it because, oh, it's just TNA. They're good enough. They were good wrestlers. They were talented wrestlers wrestlers okay and you have um uh, daniels right you have all those guys now you have and and the shark look it's a stupid steve austin gimmick the ripoff thing but the shark was pretty fucking good and he was funny too okay and you had um who's the guy that did uh the macho man thing machismo um and now you have ethan carter the third he was their fucking big star at yes at their end and now he's in he's in the, the developmental thing so you take all those big guys in tna and you fucking make them shit now well other than aj samoa joe yeah you look at it, aj and samoa joe are going to be at, at SummerSlam. i go okay that, that's great what took you so long well they also i think they totally rushed aj and nakamura totally rushed so that they, so they 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 blew their load on their on their characters and they, they blew it the only way i think that you bring them back is you do a bullet club and you do a bullet club on both sides of it i know that's a lot of people but you have two you have two shows you have the Bullet Club or whatever whatever you want to name it because you, I don't think you can you have the Bullet, Bullet Club. Club and the Balor Club. But it's one team. Like it, it's almost like an, uh, an NWO invasion on both. But it's to a point of like, you know oh, what? You mean you, you have them all, like let's say there's six of them. Yeah, you have three and they're in three the same club. And, and you take over both shows. And, and then it's a, like, and the it's pay-per-views, like, you can have like them interacting, funny backstage shit. And, and, and it's to a point where it's like, you know what? You, you've put us down. We worked elsewhere. We were great. And I, you kept us down. And now we're going to take over your whole organization. We're available, Triple H. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, no, who else? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm Dick, not going to lie. I will play both of you against each other for a bigger salary. Dick, Dixie Carter, if you're out there and you still have any, any no, influence at all over TNA. No, they're too, or if you just they're too busy with the Smashing Pumpkin guys who's fucking <laughs> suing them. Oh well. Yeah, and I also think that there will be new ideas just because everyone's scared to bring shit to Vince. Like I think you'll see Paul yeah. Hammond get like more of a push for writing or, or suggesting oh, yeah. ideas. Look, you, you, you create an organization like ECW where it's just literally balls out. That guy has a creative mind. You look at him when he does his advocate speeches. Yeah, I'm That's sure he too- doesn't have it written down. I'm sure he's got like bullet points 
But it's all in his head. But it's all like, this is what I'm going to... I have to just hit these points, and I'm going to say it my way. Mm-hmm. You don't see that in wrestling anymore. No. There's Very no... Few. Other than maybe Triple H when he comes out, like... But he has to... But he, but Triple H and his storyline has to be motivated. You can tell... When, when it's... We're just one of those, like, you know, I'm going to can... Uh, I have to come out and do a contract signing. <laughs> or I have to can Kurt Angle, like... There's no... You put, like, The Rock or, like... or And I know they're bigger names, but if you put... If you put Triple H and like Braun Strowman in something like that, maybe, yeah. maybe you motivate him enough to go, holy, I'm going to take your ass down. And it just, the, the scripting of the, the back and forth has to be. Who did he wrestle in WrestleMania this year? Who? Triple H. Um, Tag match, Angle and Oh, Rousey. Angle and Rousey and uh, Stephanie and Triple H. Hey, Ronda Rousey got her first win on Raw the other night. Which she used as her finisher. Was it a that one-legged arm, scorpion? That arm bar thingy where you break uh, it. Triangle lock or whatever the yeah, hell they call it. Yeah, something like that. All right, we are running out of steam. So you know what happens when the steam runs out. Heat runs out. <laughs> Folks, thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. Rob and Dave. Toodles. iTunes. Podbean, everywhere else on the internet. Folks, you take care of yourselves and you come back next week for episode six. And the Jeremy Ronica Hall of Famer. <laughs>